Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on The Stretch today. I'm with Dr. Charles Fowler, president of Carson Newman University. And we're going to have a great conversation just about how he's led through some very difficult times, how he's been able to lead some change in the organization. And we're going to talk about how to really hear from the Lord and, and sense God's direction as he may be calling you to new seasons, new places, and new times of ministry. So come on in. Let's have a great conversation. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I'm here with Dr. Charles Fowler. He is the president of Carson Newman University. Go Eagles. Absolutely. Go Eagles. Yeah. Talons up. Is that what it is? Talons up? That's what I'm talking about. Uh, You know, growing up in the state not to be named on a podcast or on a Sunday morning when you live in East Tennessee, uh, growing up in that state, the orange and blue Eagles meant a lot different than what they do here. So I'm warming up to it. I'm having to warm up to it. Well, we're not war eagles, so we're good. So we're good. That's yeah, right. We're, That's the, our eagles here are all good. Yeah. Uh, when we were together not too not too long ago, uh, and Dr. Randy Davis was with us, he saw my Carson Newman eagle lapel pin, and he said, "What's that on your lapel?" I was like, <laughs> "Carson Newman, Dr. Davis, Carson Newman, Carson Newman, so, go Carson Newman." That's, that's it. That's I'm awesome. telling you, you have to be careful about those things around here. <laughs> Even the colors can sometimes make one think of that other school way down south. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I had on my Carson Newman pullover uh, a few months ago, and I was walking down the sidewalk, and somebody said, "Go Eagles!" And I just ignored them. Then I was like, "Oh wait, I'm wearing I'm wearing Carson Newman today." So, Absolutely, yeah, totally that's awesome. Well, but man, I'm so grateful that you are now because you haven't been president, but just a little over a year now. What was little, it? A little over a year and a half. Yeah, little half, a year and a half. Wow, learning a lot. I bet so. Well, <laughs> tell us your journey. Tell us about your journey to the Lord. Your journey here in higher education. Like, tell us your journey. Well, uh, it's. Uh, thankfully, I uh, born into a Christian home, parents, Sunday school teachers, yeah. deacons, you know, just, yeah. um, and at 12, just came, came uh, to the realization that some of these things I've been feeling was conviction and mm. uh, went forward in a youth revival, what we called it those days, and gave my life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and so... From there, uh, I felt a call into ministry the summer between my junior and senior year of high school. So I I surrendered to the ministry uh, out in Glorieta, New Mexico, and met my wife at Ridgecrest, North Carolina. So I'm pretty Baptist. Yeah, I'd say so. uh, But off to college, seminary in New Orleans, um, then... uh, PhD at uh, Mississippi State University. Oh, Go so, Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, left the PhD program uh, after I'd been serving both full-time and part-time local church ministries uh, all of this, this time through yeah. here. But uh, went to Union University, uh, joined their executive leadership team, ended up staying there for over 15 years. Wow. And then uh, doing interim pastorates. I have, for all of those years, so I have stepped into uh, a time of transition in local churches and seen almost everything imaginable and uh, the good, the bad, the yeah. and the stuff that we can't talk about. Right. And then uh, the Lord just surprisingly called me to Germantown Baptist Church as pastor. Yeah. It was a it was a, a, a 
a hurting church. It had been mm-hmm. through several years of, of conflict and splits and mm-hmm. difficulties. And so uh, I went there to, Lord used me to, to try to bring healing to a hurting church. Yeah. And I really thought I was gonna spend the rest of my ministry right there at Germantown Baptist Church. Yeah. And and lo and behold, the Lord threw another curveball, and yeah. here I am in East Tennessee at right. uh, Carson Newman and, and loving it. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, welcome to East Tennessee. It's Thank you. beautiful over here. You yeah. know, I have discovered since being here that uh, North Mississippi rednecks and East Tennessee hillbillies are at least first cousins. <laughs> there you go. So we're in the family. <laughs> we're in the so family together. That's exactly <laughs> right, man. Well, I tell you, there's not a better place to live, I think, than, than East Tennessee, man. I the mornings agree. are incredible. The sunsets are beautiful. It's, it's wild. It is. There, there's, it's, there's hardly anything not to like here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, tell me about the, your time now at Carson Newman. So year and a half or so, obviously there's a pandemic in the middle of that. Uh, how have things been, and what's it been like leading through the pandemic? You know, it has been uh, really uh, an amazing thing. I um, last uh, I had one full semester okay. uh, before the pandemic as president, and it was nice getting to know folks and mm-hmm. and to get my feet on the ground. I feel like, you know, before you can really start affecting a lot of change, you need to understand the people and the yeah. culture and speak their language and yeah. love them for who they are. And right. so I was in that process when the pandemic hit, and it's made everything a little more difficult, more complicated. Yeah. Uh, relationships are sometimes a little harder to, to, to build. But through it all, it has been just a story of God's grace. I don't know that I'm not smarter than anyone else and we don't work harder than anyone else, but the Lord in the middle of this pandemic has been giving us highest enrollment in the school's history this fall. Uh, This spring, we have the highest enrollment we've ever had in a spring semester. And uh, just just everywhere we look in the midst of all the the loss and the challenge, uh, God's grace has just been amazing. So I'm... I am grateful because sure. m- most colleges and universities have experienced some enormous enrollment declines and budget challenges. And and thus far, uh, the Lord has just, uh, his, his just not allowed us to, yeah. to deal with that. Right, absolutely. And that's incredible because you're right. I mean, the story you hear is the impact this is having on higher education and people are delaying going to college or they're, you know, choosing a, a trade, which is all great things, but mm-hmm. man, that does make it difficult, particularly in your seat where you are the one <laughs> responsible for making it all balance and empowering those teachers. Yeah. So how, how are the teachers? I mean, we, we hear it over and over. I know whether it's at Concord Christian School or the public schools in our area, we're hearing about how difficult it is to teach online and do those experiences. Are you guys have an in-person classes? We are. Cool. We are. We really offer our students, they can do all online, they can do all in person, or they can take uh, some classes that's more of a hybrid approach. Yeah. Um, we're, we're a university with small classes, and so when you socially distance in a classroom, we don't have large enough classrooms for everyone to sit in the same room. Yeah. So we will split the class into two groups, mm-hmm. and on a Tuesday, the 
one half of the class is in person, the other half online, and then they flip flop on Thursday. And so that everyone gets some in-person in instructional time. For our faculty, it has been really difficult because we've been encouraging, uh, you know, everyone is just stressed to the max. And so they're not only trying to teach in new creative ways, most of them may have never taught that way. So they're learning a lot. And at the same time, their students have so many challenges that you're trying to show grace, you're trying to give extra attention to help them yeah. overcome hurdles or they disappear for two weeks in the middle of the semester with COVID and yeah. and you've still got to help them get yeah. through. So it is it has been very difficult. And, you know, it's been important for me to uh, look for specific ways to continually be encouraging our faculty, you know, stay the course yeah. and they're really responding well. Praise the Lord. That's great. You know, you, you mentioned it earlier in your comments of just how you, know, you come in, you're trying to get to know people, speak the language, do the things, but but you have a very large challenge as far as some new directions that you desire to take the school, you know, some new directions. The trustees have kind of said, hey, we want to go in this direction. So mm -hmm. talk for a second about leading change. I mean, in every organization, when you come to leading change, it's just everybody kind of gets, oh, how are we going to do this? But what are some ways you've been able to lead change, even in the tumultuous time or even just being there a little while? You've been able to gain some ground. Well, it really goes back to uh, a conviction about leadership that I formed a long time ago, and I'm just learning and growing in it. But I really think of it like the gospel, mm -hmm. you know, um, the gospel, while I was still a, a sinner uh, destined for a, an eternity without Christ, the Holy Spirit began convicting me. So even in my sin, right there is where the Holy Spirit met me and started drawing me to Christ. Mm -hmm. And he loved me yeah. and nurtured me. And I think for me, I have, have used that as a pattern for leadership that in, leaders, in leading change, that before we start the change, that I have to meet them right where they are and, and not just say I love you, but develop a love mm -hmm. for them. And, and it really ends up building bridges that allows yeah. me to and leaders to encourage people to consider new and different ways. And so... That, that's really, even in spite of the, of the COVID-19 sort of changing our world, turning everything upside down, that, that's what I have been focused on. The, chain, the, the goals don't change. We're, we're gonna, uh, we are a, a Christian university. I've been using opportunities to help define what the word Christian means mm. because in this world, um, Christian means a lot of things. So I go to Acts 11. I talk about uh, the, those believers at Antioch and why they were called Christians first and, and that we as a Christian university want to embrace that historic biblical understanding of what it means to be a, a Christian in this world. And it's a different path than other schools uh, 
travel, yeah. but it's the path that God has set before, to, before yeah. us, and that's where we're headed. Yeah, I think it's uh, encouraging, and I also think it's going to have incredible impact when we can hold to gospel truths and still use that liberal arts background, right? That mm-hmm. I mean, it's the liberal arts institution at the exactly. end of the day. I mean, I went to a liberal arts institution, so I mean, you, you, there's a style of learning and there's a style of teaching that really makes you think. Exactly. And, and so when you can anchor it in truth and not wobble on truth and be that, that place centered on the gospel and still teach students how to think, man, I, I just, I'm excited about what that can produce. You know, and I say to our faculty, and I believe this with all, all my heart, that all truth is God's truth. Yeah. And if that, if that is a true statement, mm-hmm. then regardless of the discipline that you're studying, if you're pursuing truth, ultimately you're going to see a greater revelation of yes. God himself. Yeah. And I think that as we're in an educational process, then let's, let's be academically rigorous. Let's, let's take our responsibility to disciple the students' minds and their hearts, but to help them understand that we are pursuing truth and, and every, every ounce of truth that you discover, it's a fresh understanding and revelation of yeah. Jesus. And I just, I think that kind of underpinning of what a Christian university mm-hmm. can be is what motivates me yeah. to, yeah. To, uh, to keep pressing yeah. in that direction. That's good. And that's really good. Well, let's do this maybe just as one of our last questions to kind of wrestle through today. Uh, you sit with a lot of students who are trying to figure out, all right, I've got a big dream in my heart for my life. Now, how do I move that? How do I begin? Uh, I think there are a lot of even adults not in an academic environment or in a college, collegiate setting going like, okay, I believe the Lord's leading me to do this. Now, how do I... Uh, how do I take these steps? And so what would you say to somebody that's maybe sensing a new direction or feeling that kind of redirection and just is trying to find how do I, because I mean, you've gone through it from, from the academic world to the pastorate now, back in the academic world. Like, so how do you hear from the Lord and, and follow him in some uncertainty, but in a way that you really sense he's leading you? Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it is important as as any follower of Christ, you know, is sensing that the Lord is leading them in a different direction. Um, I encourage people just, and it's most just very simply, to seek out uh, people who are more spiritually mature than you yeah. uh, and ask them to walk alongside you because uh, sometimes our emotions, our emotions are generally not good decision makers. Mm-hmm. And so as you're pursuing this passion, just to have someone there to help you filter what's emotion, what's, what's going on, and to help you, uh, you know, get some, some strategic, meaningful steps. I, I encourage people, I, I believe that uh, anchoring decisions in the scriptures yeah. is an important step, whether it's a job change, uh, in a in a secular setting or a, a ministry change, that it it ultimately that we go to the scriptures and let the the spirit of God take those scriptures and apply them in very powerful personal ways, and to not get out ahead of it because I'm prone to run when I need to walk sometimes, yeah. 
and to just have that accountability and mentorship of others and know that I'm going to make a commitment to not um, run too fast and get ahead of what the scriptures and the Holy Spirit have led me to do. And it helps you. God opens doors. God brings uh, people into your life that can help accelerate your journey. But it's so much, uh, it's so important to have trusted, mature voices and a and the word of God there to, to help identify, is this a yeah. door that the Lord has indeed opened? Is this a person that the Lord has indeed sent into my life to accelerate this journey and just commit not to move far, yeah. faster than the Holy Spirit applies the word of God? Yeah. That's good, brother. You know, I think so many times, particularly in our Western culture, we think I got to get there first. Yep. Well, you really got to get there with the hand and blessing of the Lord in your life. Absolutely. You know? If it's to sacrifice that, yeah, because we all, I think it's one of the biggest issues of discipleship, the Lord, because in my life, I'll just speak for me. Um, I know my life better than any others, yeah. but it's so easy uh, to fall into the trap of, wow, I see the Lord calling me here. And then all of a sudden, it was the Lord that initiated that. But now I set a very uh, a personal goal that's more dependent on my abilities than yeah. his leading to get there. And I start pursuing it, and he's no longer the goal. Yeah. And uh, over and over in my life, um, I have found myself having to stop and repent yeah. and say, Lord, I, I need to, I don't need to take a step without your leading and your blessing. And uh, things go better when you Amen do Amen to that. Amen <laughs> to that. That's right. Well, man, I appreciate you taking some time to visit with us today. Well, I'm grateful for the opportunity. This yeah. is awesome. Get to hang out with you. You know, yeah. it's, it's nice to get to come hang out with the cool kids every day. Yeah, now right. Then. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Man, listen, uh, we are so thankful for your work there at Carson Newman, how you're centering you. on the gospel, how you're anchoring the inerrant word of God, and man, how God's using you. We're, we're pumped. So can't wait to see Thank all you. that happens in the days ahead. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for The Stretch with Dr. John Mark Harrison. For more information and for Sunday service times, check us out at concordonline.org. Please subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it, and share it with your friends. Again, thanks for listening.